This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. For NPR Music, you're connected to all songs considered. I'm Bob Boylan with new music from the South London punkish band Shame. So the last time I saw Shame singer Charlie Steen, he was shirtless, pantless, with his underwear pulled up tight, wedgie style, while spewing lyrics from the band's first album. This was at South by Southwest. And while their new record, Food for Worms, is filled with high-energy speak-singing rage, I'll play Adderall, which begins with a bit of reflection, as Charlie Steen explains. When we started writing this song, uh, and this whole album, we basically got the core of it together in about a week's time. We were writing towards the live show. And this was the first song that we wrote when we, was, when we started writing. And uh, Sean came up with the riff and I was playing the bass. And he came up with the lyric line for Adderall. And then it basically made me think about sort of all the themes of, you know, sort of uh, addiction and people sort of the reliance on things and dependency, etc. And... You know, this is an album about friendship and it's about looking to those around us and the kind of frustration that we feel when we're trying to get through to our friends and they seem to be ignoring us. But the fact that compassion seems to always triumph over this and you never sort of stop trying. And, you know, I think this is quite a special track to us, especially as it came together so quickly and easily. And uh, we've been lucky enough to have Phoebe Bridges do some backing vocals because she happened to be in the same studio as us when we were recording it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope you enjoy the song and thank you very much for having it on the airwaves. Cheers. you 
That's Shame and their anthemic tune titled Adderall from their album Food for Worms, which is out now. I've admired the work of H. Hawkline for many years through his collaborations with Kate LeBon. I've also seen him perform live. He opened for Aldous Harding and played with her band. He has a love of texture in music, and for that, he has my ears. H. Hawkline has a new album out produced by Kate LeBon. Here's Hugh Evans a.k.a. H. Hawkline, to take us to the album's title track, Milk for Flowers. Hi, Bob. Milk for Flowers was written in my sister's tiny one-bedroom apartment in Cardiff on the smallest piano known to humankind during quite a strange time in my life. Musicians will often say things like, this one fell into my lap, or I pulled it out of thin air, or it arrived fully formed. And being a pretty cynical person... I kind of tend to roll my eyes and groan to myself when I hear things like that. But, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason. And this song actually truly did arrive fully formed out of thin air and just fell into my lap. It was originally in a different time signature. It was this kind of slow, sad waltz. And when we were rehearsing, Kate LeBon, who produced the record, suggested we try it in 4-4 and give it this sort of galloping Northern Soul feel. And I remember feeling really hurt at the time, like she wasn't listening to the lyrics or what the song was about. And as the band started thumping out this song, I was so upset I could hardly sing and I felt really exposed and everyone else was getting excited and I was like the toddler in the room who's about to cry but doesn't know why. And then the more we played it, the more it made sense. You know, when a song is musically sad, regardless of the lyrics, it's just telling you how to feel. And I think playing it this way meant the meaning could slide in through the back door. It's a song about loss. I think grief is like a garden full of things you don't remember planting. And it can take a long time to learn how to look after it.
Loving this one. That's music of H. Hawkline and the title track to Milk for Flowers. The album, produced by Kate LeBon, is out March 10th. Heading now to Lisbon and the music of West African musician Kimi Djibate. Born in 1975, he's been playing the balafone since he was three years old. The instrument's much like a xylophone. In this case, it's wooden with gourds underneath the strips of wood to amplify the sound. In Lisbon, Kimi Djibate has recently worked with Madonna and now has a new album of his own. It's a hopeful-sounding record. It's called Din Din. And this song, called Afonier, is about the virtues of truthfulness. Ni 
The music of Kimi Jibate and the song Afonye is from the new album Dindin, which came out at the end of February. We're going to take a break, and you're listening to All Songs Considered from NPR Music. This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Bluehost. Try Bluehost Cloud, the hosting plan made for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, fast load times, and 24-7 support, your sites can handle high traffic spikes. Visit Bluehost.com. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor, Progressive Insurance. You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options within your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Jesse Thorne. Why did Cola Scola write a bonkers, extremely fictionalized play about Mary Todd Lincoln? Well, you know, it was 2020 and we were all so isolated. I I just started doing research. uh, But the truth is, no, I just thought of it. We'll talk about that and more on Bullseye from MaximumFun.org and NPR. It's All Songs Considered. I'm Bob Boylan. Arthur Moon is the project of Laura Faye Ashford. They make music full of sonic surprises, so it's right up my alley. I'll play the first single from an album coming out this spring, and Laura Faye will take us to the song Ghost Ranch. 
While I was writing this song, I had taped this photo to my wall of Georgia O'Keeffe sitting in the back of a truck, looking through the hole in a piece of Swiss cheese, which is an echo of a lot of the paintings she made while she was living in the desert, where she would take like a rounded opening in an animal bone and paint a big open sky behind it. So the bone becomes a kind of round frame, except the sky takes up most of the canvas. So there's something kind of disorienting about it. Like the frame is framing nothing, or we're suddenly looking at life from a different angle from the perspective of the bones or the broader arc of time, which feels to me like a reflection on the way we frame and tether ourselves to customs and mores and the kind of arbitrary nature of that when you look at it against the vastness of the landscape or the sky. Or to me, a reminder of how silly my hangups are, how quick my time here is, how wasteful it is to be stuck in this illusion of sweating the small stuff, which I wrote pretty directly into the lyrics of the song, but I had fun working it into the arrangement. So like creating tensions between rhythmic or harmonic density against openness or moments where there's just this sudden random shift in instrumentation and feel sort of like suddenly turning the corner from a windy mountain road onto a big open desert view.
Sounds of Arthur Moon from an album coming in the spring, and I played the first song from that record called Ghost Ranch. And you can see Arthur Moon perform a tiny desk concert. We recorded that almost three years ago to the day at my desk at NPR. Sonic Adventures is also at the heart of Amber Arcades, the music of Annalota de Graaf. The Dutch singer has a new album called Barefoot on Diamond Road, and the song I want to play feels both explosive and quite contained. In fact, it's called Contain. The song is about the fact that everyone is poorest to some extent in the sense that we're all influenced by the people around us. Some people maybe bring out this particular side of you and other people another side. And it's the same for romantic partners, only we spend a bigger chunk of time with them than with others, which can lead to certain patterns or roles developing in a relationship, which has a beautiful side to it, but can also have a bit of a darker side where you almost become a caricature of yourself and maybe aren't really so sure anymore who you are or used to be independent of that other person. So I guess ultimately the song is about the tension between wanting to have a very connected relationship with someone while also making sure to remain a whole and independent person. And I think the latter is even quite necessary for the former.
Amber Arcades and the song Contain is from a new album called Barefoot on Diamond Road, which is out now. Water From Your Eyes is a fun duo from Brooklyn who can be absurd in its deadpan lyrics and musically somewhat zany. I love this song called Barley from their album coming later this spring called Everyone's Crushed. However, I'm not really sure why it's called Barley, and you might not know either after hearing it. So let's have Rachel and Nate share some insight into the song and give Water From Your Eyes a spin. I'm Bob Boylan for NPR Music. It's all songs considered. Barley is a sort of rhythmic sound collage that started as an attempt to make a one-chord song in the spirit of Tomorrow Never Knows, but also to incorporate microtonal and serialism aspects. That concept kind of bled over into having a single note vocal melody and then a spoken word part, and then became a challenge to take these technical restraints and turn it into something fun and marginally listenable. The lyrics, in a loose sense, deal with attaining the unattainable. At first glance, they're pretty simple. It's mostly counting, talking about mountains, and using short phrases from Sting's hit Fields of Gold out of context and kind of mixed up so that he can't sue us. Because we all know how much Sting loves to sue people. Anyways, hope you like it. One, two, three, four, I count mountains. One, two, three, counter your cool thing, count mountains. One, two, three, four, I count mountains. One, two, three, counter your cool thing, count mountains. One, two, three, four, I count mountains. One, two, three, counter your cool thing, count mountains. Count, 
This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Charles Schwab, with its original podcast, On Investing. Each week, you'll get thoughtful, in-depth analysis of both the stock and the bond markets. Listen today and subscribe at schwab.com slash oninvesting or wherever you get your podcasts. On It's Been a Minute, we're keeping you in the know when it comes to culture. I break down the latest trends and the forces behind them and introduce you to the creatives who think deeply about how we live today. Come for some good old cultural analysis and have a few laughs with me. Listen to the It's Been a Minute podcast from NPR.